Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. I'll be honest with you. Um, I had a completely different message driving to church. Completely different message as far as uh, scriptures, and you can ask Brother Devin back there. I pulled an audible on him, and I said, hey, I feel something a little bit different. Um, But I feel that that song that we just sang, that Jesus, you change everything, is about to become real for somebody tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles, the book of 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. Going to the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. Verse number 12. It states, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Anybody ever felt powerless against the enemy before? You don't have to raise your hand, but I'll raise both of mine. There are times where we feel completely powerless and as if there is no hope. And it states, nor do we know what to do. And I don't know about you, but I've been there before because I kind of live my life and I don't know what to do sometimes. <laughs> as a matter of fact, the other day I was telling somebody on a conference call, and I said, uh, you know, the, the mark of a great leader is you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and you they help you get to where you're looking to go and I said for me that's just going to the local preschool and they're already smarter than me so sometimes I don't know what to do now all Judah with their little ones their wives and their children stood before the Lord then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel the son of Zechariah the son of Benaniah the son of Jael the son of Madaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all of you Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They surely will come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeril. You will not need to fight in this battle. However, position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. How many believe that the Lord is with us tonight? How many believe that the battle is not ours, but it's God? How many believe that whatever we're going through, whatever we're walking through, that God is with his people? Thank you, Jesus. And just for the next few moments, I want to preach to you the sound of victory. The sound of victory. Um, If we were to take a poll in this room of some of your least favorite sounds... Some of those might be nails on a chalkboard. If that's your least favorite sound, raise your hand if you can deal with it. Okay, all right. 
Uh, maybe it might be the sound of a cat's meow. That is my least favorite sound because that means a cat is nearby and that means my allergies are about to have a bad time. Who, your, your, maybe your least favorite sound might be that, uh, that farmer's commercial. We are farmers. Or perhaps if you're a sports fan, maybe your least favorite sound is when your team is losing and you hear the other team cheering. Or I don't know what your least favorite sound is, but I'll give you a few of mine. Um, my alarm on a Monday morning, is that anybody's favorite sound? I don't believe so. Brother Durrell, that's your favorite sound or least favorite? Okay, Whew. we're about to pray for Brother Durrell. Or perhaps... When you're driving and you hear somebody that's playing music and you're like, I don't want this in my ears, it's really obnoxious, I don't want it, that, that bothers me. The sounds of lips smacking. Oh man, don't even get me going. But perhaps one of my most least favorite sounds is when you're in a public area, in a public plane or a bus or a train and you're in a confined space. And someone thinks it's completely okay to talk on speaker full volume and you know that person's life. I can't even tell you how many great text message threads I've had because of the conversations I've heard. But I would rather not hear it. It's one of my least favorite sounds. Or given COVID now, when somebody starts to cough up a lung, it used to just be like, oh man, that's gross. But now you're like running to the opposite end of the building when someone begins to cough around you. And if you're coughing here tonight, God bless you. We're not going to run from you. But your least favorite sound, now that you've thought about it and you've pondered it, and in your mind you're going to hear that sound the rest of your night. And for all of you parents, maybe that sound is the Paw Patrol theme song or Coco Melon or what have you. There are sounds that just trigger a response. However, there is a thing about sounds that we can like and that we love. We love it when somebody walks up to us and says, you look very nice today. We love that one. Or they tell us that we look, uh, or that we smell nice, or they tell us that there is something great about us, and we love those words of affirmation, or we love those compliments, and if you're like me, sometimes you don't know how to take a compliment, and instead of saying the right thing to respond, you're just like, cool, thanks. And they're like, wow, why, why did I just give you a compliment? But we love it when people say nice things about us. If you don't like it when people say nice things about you, we'll pray for you after church. But we all love to hear nice things. There is this idea, though, that sound can change one's mood for the better or for the worse. For example, in high school, when we were practicing for basketball, there was this annoying sound, and it was called a whistle. Every time there was a whistle, Sister Vanita, it meant we had to stop doing what we were doing and had to listen to the coach. Now, usually, if you've played sports, you know that when the whistle goes, there's not usually words of affirmation that come afterwards. It's more like, you bonehead, why on earth did you let your guy get to the rim? Or why did this happen? And you're sitting there, and you're trying to explain it, even though the coach doesn't care. He just wants to know that next time you're going to do it better. And I'll never forget this one particular practice, and it was the end of practice. And we had a couple of freshmen on the varsity team. Now, 
usually if you're a freshman and you make the varsity team, you got to be really good. This was the case that we had a couple of freshmen that happened to be really, really, really good. But with freshmen comes immaturity. And I mean, not that us seniors were all that mature as well, but they were a lot more immature than we were. And I'll never forget, we had had a two-hour practice, and I was done. I was ready to go home. I'd been at school since 7.45 in the morning, and it was about 6 o'clock at night, and I was ready to go home and eat dinner. And I'll never forget, we were making, and so but when we finished practice, every night before practice ended, everybody on the team had to make a three-pointer, a layup, and a free throw. And everybody had done so. But the rule was, was that everybody had to stand around this person quietly and just stand around them. One of the freshmen got this bright idea that it would be great to just yell at the person shooting the free throw. And I'll never forget, as soon as he yelled, I just said, oh no, here comes the whistle. And that whistle came. And next thing I know, we're running 25 laps around the gym at 6.30 at night. Until this day, when I hear a whistle, my head starts to shake and I don't know what to do. Because there are sounds that can make us happy or there are sounds that can make us sad. Throughout the Bible... Sounds are used by God. Throughout the Bible, we see story after story where sounds where something was spoken or something was, uh, uh, an instrument was played or perhaps even God himself began to speak. But I believe in my thought process and what I believe that God has given me for tonight is that there is this idea that the words that we speak or the sounds that we let out can change our environment. For example, the loudest recorded football stadium is that of Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Chiefs. It was the loudest recorded in a stadium when they went through the noise in 2014, and those sounds can influence a game. Just as those sounds can influence a game, our sounds and what we speak out and the things that we say can influence the spirit world that is around us. Tonight, I want to focus, though, on the sound of victory. If you were to ask what the sound of victory, you would probably say clapping, cheering, or screaming, or perhaps even someone running around the sanctuary in the church setting. And we might look at those things and we might say that these are the sounds of victory. But if I were to say the sound of loss, you would hear the pin drop. You would hear no, nobody doing anything, but it might be quiet and it might not have a sound. But throughout the Bible, God gives us clear instructions that on the other side of a sound can be victory. It was God who said, let there be light. And just like that, there was light that was formed. He began to speak the world into existence because he knew that a sound would be things that could travel. He knew the sound would be things that would ripple through. And he knew that there was a special element that would happen with a sound. 
Joshua and the children of Israel are walking around the walls of Jericho. And we know this story. For those of us that have grown up in church, we sang the songs about Joshua and the ch- walking around the walls of Jericho. But it was the shout that they let out after they finished marching that was able to cause the walls to come straight down into the ground. And we've read the story of Paul and Silas that their worship at the midnight hour was what brought on the earthquake and allowed the Philippian jailer to be saved. You see, sound was meant to change things. God spoke the world and he began to speak things. He didn't sit there and just begin to think it, but he said, let there be light, and there was light. Whenever God speaks, there's always a reaction. And when the children of God begin to speak things that aren't as if they were, there is always a reaction. When we begin to proclaim that I am healed, God has an obligation to look down and to begin to say that there is somebody that's got faith to see things that aren't as if they were. When we begin to speak blessings over our children and over our family, God has an obligation to hear that and to say that this is somebody that wants the blessing and the favor of God. This is somebody that wants to walk and to do according to my ways. There is a reaction to the sound. In fact, speaking right now through this microphone, when you speak, there is a reaction in the air to the sound. And if we were being honest and if we were looking inside of ourselves, we would see that sometimes the words or the things, the sounds that we emit can do harm. Some of the words that we say, sticks and stones, we used to sing that song, sticks and stones may may hurt me, but words may never harm me, something, whatever that was. Let me tell you something, words hurt way worse than sticks and stones. They really do. I remember I had a cousin, he was like, dude, would you rather get punched in the face or someone tell you you're ugly? I was like, man, I'd rather them tell me I'm ugly. I don't want to get punched in the face. And then as I got older, when people would actually tell me that, I was like, oh, don't, don't tell me I'm ugly, stop that. I don't like that at all. But words carry weight. Wars have been started on, on words. Lives have been ruined on words. Marriages have ended because of words. So if there is this negative reaction that can happen with words, there has to be a positive reaction. When we step into our walk and our relationship with God, some of us are in the middle of a battle or we've come out of a battle or we're getting ready to go into a battle, as Pastor says. And we really don't know sometimes where to turn and we kind of feel like the children of Israel in our text chapter where their faith wasn't real high. They didn't really have all the answers. All they knew was that they were surrounded by an enemy who could wipe them out like that. But here we see that somebody has an encounter with God. Jehaziel has this moment where he begins to speak things that aren't as if they were. And I feel led of the Holy Ghost tonight to just spend a few moments on talking through what the sound of victory can sound like. Because the sound of the world is very loud right now, and it's doing everything it can to compress the sound of the church. It's doing everything it can to suppress the sound of those that want to live an overcoming and holy life and to say that this is my reasonable service to the one true living God. The world is doing everything that it can to suppress the noise of the church today. 
But let me just stop here and tell some parent of some student or a parent where your children have walked away from God. Do not let the sound of the world or that of the children that are backslidden be louder than the sound of somebody that's saying they may not be where they need to be right now. But this praying mom, this praying dad isn't going to take this lying down. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some, let me just help somebody real quick. The sound, perhaps, the what you're looking for in life and perhaps the miracle that you're looking for with your family. And I'm just going to stop here for just a moment. I was a youth pastor for seven years. I know what these students go through. I know what they live with. And I know how the enemy tries to manipulate their mind. So let me just talk to the parents for just a second. The enemy will do nothing, tries nothing greater than to get the sounds that your student are hearing, whether it's from you or whether it's from those that are around them, as something that would suppress the voice of God. We wonder why our students can go to youth convention camp, youth congress, and then they come back home and we're like, what happened? Why did you lose it? How did you lose it? It's because the enemy knows that if he can speak louder than that of the church, this is why our kids have to hear us praying. This is why our kids have to hear us speaking blessings over them. This is why our kids need to hear us saying, listen, I don't care what you're going through, but we're going to go through this together. You grab my hand and we've got a God that's able. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to worship and if you're a parent here tonight and you're saying I've done everything I don't know how to do anything else let me just tell you listen that there is a sound of victory and it's time to start speaking the things that aren't as if they were start walking into church and say oh I can't wait till my daughter or till my son walk back in with me I can't wait till they're down front worshiping jumping and thanking God with me Lift our hands right now. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to break into this place right now. Come on, that's it. Just lift your voice right now. Let the sound out right now that the sound of victory. Let your voice out right now. Come on, we can change the atmosphere where they're at right now. They may not be here tonight, but we can change the atmosphere where they're at right now. Come on, that's it. God can do what he needs to do right now. There is something prophetic about the sound. In fact, it's in the book of Acts, and it states, Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. This is the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost was poured out. 
But before Jesus comes back, we find in 1 Corinthians 15 and 52, it states in the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised and we shall be changed. There is something prophetic about the sound. The children of Israel are at this moment and Jehaziel has a word from God. His name means God looks or God sees. Where you're at right now, God knows. The enemy has surrounded. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And God's about to set somebody free in this place right now. God has looked and God has seen where you're at right now. And the enemy is all around you. But there's a Jehaziel who's going to stand up and says, thus, who says, thus says the word of the Lord. You do not have to fight that battle. You don't have to go out tomorrow. You've just got to stand there and watch the Lord do what he does. But the only requirement is, is that there is a sound that has to come out. The children of Israel are here and this man comes and he makes a bold statement. And I love the fact that the Bible, if it's in the Bible, it's important. The Bible states that it was the little ones, the wives and the children, which means that there were two separate. It was the small babies that he was talking to. It was the wives and then it was the children, the younger ones and the ones that may be a little bit older, maybe the teenagers. But it was important enough that it was in the Bible to say that everybody in the congregation heard what Jehaziel had to say. You see, the enemy's voice is that it's all around us, and it may seem if we were to look, everybody in our family can see the enemy around us. And if the enemy can be seen by everybody in our family, that means that the voice of God has got to be louder than what we can see. They could see the enemy. They could not hear, but they could see the enemy. But all of a sudden, one man stands up and says, let me tell you what God says. This is for everybody. This is why as parents it's important that we pray over our children. This is why it's because we can sit here and say, you're going to go through things. You're going to live through things. You're going to see things. But let me tell you what Jesus said. When he died on Calvary, he gave you power over everything. Let me tell you who Jesus is. And he states, Listen, all you Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, you king of Je and King Jehoshaphat. I love that he calls the king out too. He says, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not your, but it, yours, but it's God's. Now skipping down to verse number 22. And it states, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord said ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. So this is great. This is, this is victory. Anybody need, anybody sitting there saying, oh, man, I really wish God would see me where I'm at. I do. But the great news about this is, is that it wasn't, it wasn't in this moment of weakness where they couldn't see victory that the enemy won. But it was somebody that stood up and says, thus says the word of God. You see, you may be here tonight and you may be wondering, where is God in the midst of what I'm going through? 
And I'm going to tell you right now, he's waiting for the sound of victory. God is motivated when his people call out upon his name. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I'll pour out and I'll do things that you cannot imagine. Perhaps maybe God is just waiting on the sound. Because it was, we know how to pray. We know how to fast. But do we know how to war with our worship and our praise? You see, you may wonder why I get so excited. You may wonder why I'm so demonstrative. I don't really care, honestly, if you wonder. I don't really care. But God has done too much for me not to be. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that on the other sound, on the other side of that sound of victory and praise and worship, is the victory that you've been looking for. All across this place right now, if we could just stand. It's going to be a little bit different than on a Wednesday night altar call. I get that. But I've told you before, and I'll say it again, that I was filled with the Holy Ghost on a Wednesday night, all right? So Wednesday nights for me, it's it's just like Sunday all over again. I don't know why, and I don't know who I'm speaking to. But I do know that the reason that God impressed upon me to preach this message is because there's somebody here that you've been struggling. The enemy has surrounded you, surrounded your finances, your family, and the very things that you're wondering whether or not God could even see you or God could. I feel the angel of the Lord in this place tonight. And if you can release a sound tonight, you're going to go home with victory into that dark place where you've left and when you go home you feel no peace you feel no hope and I want you to know that the angel of the Lord is going to be here tonight to go back with you where you've come from and that when you walk in there there's going to be freedom and victory Here's what I want us to do. I want every hand lifted up. I want every hand in this place lifted up right now. If you can physically lift your hands. If not, I just want you to just begin to lift your voice. Just begin to call upon the name of the Lord. We're going to do something here in a moment that's just going to let God just do what he needs to do. But we just need to prepare ourselves for what God is going to do. Just begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Whatever you need in this place. Come on, fear and anxiety and depression are about to leave in this place in the name of Jesus. That darkness that you've been entertaining and that's been dealing with you at home is about to leave in this place in just the next few moments here. I'm telling you, the angel of the Lord is here fighting for you right now. Come on, if we believe in devils, we can believe in angels. If we believe that the enemy can oppress us, we got to believe that there are ministering angels that can war for us. Come on, let that sound out right now. Let's just practice that. That's real good. Let's just let that sound right now. 
Come on, if you know how to pray in the Spirit, just go to war in the Spirit right now. Let's just do a little spiritual warfare right now. Just go to war in the Spirit right now. Come on, prayer warriors. Go to war in the Spirit right now. Come on, this is how we change the atmosphere. This is how we change the atmosphere with sound. All right, here's what we're going to do. On the gifts of the Spirit are going to be in operation here in just a moment. God wants to do something in this place. That on July 20th, 2022, you're going to look back and say that that was the night that I received the victory because I let forth a sound. That's it, parents. Begin to pray for your children right now. I don't know why I feel this heavy right now, but somebody just needs to begin to pray for their children right now. Pray for your siblings, those that aren't here that have walked away. Just just begin to pray right now. God's going to do something right here in this moment. Adaboko Jesus.
Come on, somebody begin to speak healing over yourself right now. Begin to speak healing over yourself right now. Ah. Come on, this is the sound. This is the sound right now. This is happening. Right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Here's what I want us to do right now. Here's what I want us to do. And this is how we're going to end this service. The children of Israel shouted before they ever saw the enemy defeated. On multiple occasions, the children of Israel shouted before they ever saw the victory. In fact, it was David who's standing before Goliath. Before he ever did anything, he spoke that I come to you in the name of the Lord and began to speak the things that aren't as if they were. The children of Israel at Jericho shouted before the walls came down. And in our text chapter, they shouted before, while the enemy was still around them before they ever saw the victory. And for the next minute, whatever it looks like. I want us to just begin to shout as if what we've been praying for is already done. Now I know that we do that and that happens and we feel good about it for about 10 seconds. But I want you to close your eyes real quick with me and I want you to envision what you just prayed about happening. If it's a lost loved one, if it's a lost son, daughter, I just want you to picture, maybe put your hand out and just picture them holding your hand walking into this place. And I want us to just begin to shout as if the battle has already won. In the mighty name of Jesus right now, by the authority of your word, God, and the power that is in the name of Jesus. God, I speak complete victory. I speak complete healing. And Lord, right now, we loose the supernatural and the miraculous in this place. In the name of Jesus.
Come on, that's it. Begin to war with our worship right now. Begin to war with our praise right now. For the enemy is defeated. You are the head and not the tail. The enemy is defeated. Come on, begin to crush the enemy's head under your feet right now. God is bringing victory. There is a sound that is going forth. The angel of the Lord is here ministering right now. He's also fighting for us right now. There's a warring angel here right now. Come on, God is restoring things that have been hidden. God is restoring things that the enemy has told you that you have lost. But God is bringing victory. Come on, God is restoring marriages right now. God is restoring relationships right now. Come on, prodigals are feeling the call right now. There are prodigals that are feeling the call right now in this moment. Come on, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, God is doing the miraculous right now by the sound that is emanating from Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.